<laughs> you should have eaten something before. <laughs> I yeah. <sighs> Don't at me like this. I told my friend yesterday. I was like, I was feeling a little like, like had an upset stomach before we went out to eat after the after the gig. Uh-huh. So I was like, at this point, I was drunk. And I said to my friend, like, oh, I have a heartburn. And she looks at me. He looked at me like, how much have you eaten today? And I'm like, not much. He's like, do you have indigestion as well? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you fucked up. Oh, you don't boy. drink alcohol with indigestion. I was like, shut up. Hello and welcome to this uh, New Year's Eve special for the Great Reds podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I have no idea what you're doing here. Probably go listen a few episodes back just to really get a sense of what we do normally. I am Josh and with me I have got Nick. Hello, I am here. <laughs> Somehow. Um, I also got Anastasia. Hey all. And Bin. Uh, hi. Okay. So- I was going to do something weird, but then I was like, yeah, no, let's not do that. <laughs> I mean, you could have. You could have. I was uh, like, Ohio. Anyway, keep on. Keep going. Let's just, I just <laughs> want to skip past this. I'm already cringing at myself. <laughs> Do you remember the intro that I, there was one intro that I did solely in Japanese. Yeah, no, that was ages back, dude. What the fuck? Oh, 2020. We should re- return to the... Um, different languages. Different language intros. We should. We should. Um, <sighs> should we? You know, once in a blue moon. I mean, <laughs> okay. Sim I'm going to be honest with you. Does, here. Already kind of does that. We don't need to do more because they were just confused. <laughs> All right, just a real quick thing, right? So you know how? Okay, you know how I'm drinking mead right now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you initially drink it, it tastes like Moscato, but now like the Moscato taste is left. I can just take. There's a really like raw honey taste, and it's amazing. I don't even fucking know how I missed this the first time I drank it. Huh. Oh, so good. Oh, my God, so good. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyways. Um, well, there's no real structure to today. I assume for most... Hang on. Who has watched episode nine and who doesn't give a shit about spoilers? about Star Wars Episode Nine, Because oh, I, I... I've seen it already, I so... I give absolutely I watched... zero fucks, absolutely. <laughs> and I just, like, instantly just read, just so I knew how much of a shit show it was. I literally cared zero about Star Wars. Fun times. Uh, I've seen zero Star Wars. <laughs> ah, uh, well, well... Ben, how do you feel about it? I, okay. <laughs> I didn't hate the movie. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it's weird now that I have a more of like a, a critical eye for filmmaking. I think the movie, it's definitely a good movie. When I mean good, I mean like mediocre good. I don't mean like amazing good. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a mediocre good movie, but I enjoyed it. I had fun. Um, I think the only problem, like major problem I had with the movie was that the pacing was a bit too fast. Like, as soon as it starts, it just doesn't stop. It just keeps mm-hmm. going and going and going. And you're like, and there are points where you're like, I feel like I need a breather. And there are points where you think they're going to give you a breather. But then when the, the way the dialogue happens, it's just really snappy and fast. And you're just like, 
yeah, it works sometimes, but there are times where you're like, uh, they could slow it down. Like it would help to slow it down a bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think the, I think the issue there is like JJ Abrams was trying to fit so much into this last film because he really wanted to end the Skywalker saga here. So I understand why, why the movie was so fast paced, but that being said, um, this movie was yeah, a bit fast paced, uh, mediocre, good. Um, but I think it's enjoyable. Like it's not, it has wide appeal and like, you can definitely enjoy the movie. Um, yeah. like, cause I, that's what I did. I, I didn't, I didn't think too hard when I was watching it, which I think is what it's trying to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, cause like when I start, when I start critically thinking about the movie, I start to enjoy it less. Um, like there's like this one, there's this one thing um, that happens. I don't wait. Do we want to come? Uh, minor um, spoiler. Minor spoiler. Oh, minor hang spoiler. on, hang on, hang on. Spoilers now, and then just look at the timestamp, like in the yeah. description when we finish. It it won't be it won't be that major. Like my my when I critically think about it. Spoiler warning. Anyway. Um, there's like a specific thing that, that Finn says, he says, uh, he says to uh, Ray, um, there's something I need to tell you when they're like oh singing God, to the, one. and then it just never get like, it gets brought up once after when they're like, get like, 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 like <sighs> captured by the stormtroopers yes. and then it never gets brought up again. You're like, and then, okay. Another thing I had a problem with was Raylo, the fucking, mm-hmm. <sighs> fucking Raylo, man. <laughs> it made no sense. It made no sense. It made no sense. <sighs> and this is not the, and I, okay. Look, look. I'm also low key mad because I shipped Finn and Ray, but like whatever. Like, but it, it's mainly because it just made no sense. There was no chemistry between, like, there was no like romantic chemistry between um, Ray and Kylo. Um, Kylo, and like, I could see the like, I could see like a, if you really wanted, I could see like a redemption kind of thing, like remove the kiss and make it just more like like Kylo trying to like redeem himself and become Ben again. And then he uh-huh. dies. That would make sense. But like the kiss just made no sense to me. <laughs> and then the last thing I had a problem with was the Palpatine reveal. Oh my fucking God. But that's purely because that's purely because I think the second movie didn't do any service to setting up the Palpatine re- reveal. Mm-hmm. So I think that honest to God that if, if Rain Johnson hadn't directed um, The Last Jedi, I honestly think that this movie would have been a lot, like the pacing would have been a lot better and also yeah. the setup for um, Palpatine would have been a lot better. Although, honestly, I think that like if if J.J. Abrams had, um, <laughs> if he had directed the second movie, I honestly think that... Um, uh, Snoke wouldn't have died, and I think Ray may have been Snoke's kid, but like, that's a whole different thing altogether. Ooh. Like, like, but whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, <sighs> yeah, I just yeah. They're, they're only like to me. Those are my main main issues with the movie. But mm-hmm. that being said, if you just watch the movie as a Star Wars fan, which I am, if you just watch it as a Star Wars fan, like, and just enjoy the movie, you you can just start, you can just enjoy the movie, like. Mm-hmm. When I was in the movie theater, I was like, I had a lot of like, I, okay. I'm a very loud personality. So this, this makes sense. But like, I, I did like gasp a lot and stuff when there were certain reveals and stuff. It's like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, like, and like when the cool, when the cool Star Wars moments happened, I did do the, like 
typical nerd response of like, oh my God, this is so cool kind of thing. Um, yeah. But like, obviously <laughs> I was in the moment. <laughs> so now like I'm out of it. I can think about it a bit more, but yeah, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, when I when I watched it, um, yeah, uh, it, it's a lot, like to fit into, what is it, two hours, forty? It's ridiculously long. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, no. If you if you switch your brain off and and you know you can enjoy Rise of Skywalker as as a it's a very beautiful film, like in terms of choreography and how they yeah. where they shot and whatnot but in terms of plot line there's just too much going on that is somehow not like they try to make it relate to one another but it's not really cohesive um like there the the bits that are ridiculous to me is um and i think i put it on my on my instagram like is like the your the Eurovision Song Contest twenty twenty set is <laughs> that was that's where that's where it began to be to like yeah no this is ridiculous um, wait what the so you know how the throne room the Palpatine throne room yes yeah the, there's just far too much it it's it's to me that's where it became ridiculous ridiculous and I just couldn't wait. stop. It, look, uh, it looks like a Eurovision. It really does. To me, it just looks like a Eurovision set. Um, I, I mean, most things can look like a Eurovision set. <laughs> yeah, no. Like it, it's Eurovision is crazy, hard. dude. I don't, know, I don't know what you're on about, dude. I think, look, the Palpatine reveal was a bit weird. I'll admit. Mm. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think, I honestly think that if Rain, Ryan, Rain, I don't know what his name is, uh, he didn't, Ryan if Johnson. he did whatever his name is, if he didn't direct Star Wars, uh, the second movie, I think the the trilogy would have been way more cohesive. Cause, um, do you... Hmm? Do, uh, so, people say that um, Solo, what, Solo suffered because it fired Lord and Miller. Do you think... Um, so, with this film, they had fired Colin Trevelow, who was the director of Jurassic World. So mm. so what people have been saying is that JJ JJ was the world builder for these for this trilogy. Mm-hmm. And that he mm. didn't like Ryan Johnson's film, so he fit his idea of eight and nine into one movie. And you talked about yeah. that. And there's been a lot of criticism about um and I mean I just dropped something in Link Dump but there's been a lot of criticism about JJ's writing and about how, um, yeah, about how he was rushing things and how he was taking uh, the easier routes to where he wanted to take the movie. And there's mm. a lot of people who are saying, well, is this, the, is this similar to Solo, where someone came in with a really good revolutionary idea, similar to Ryan Johnson, but because Disney want to take the safe route with everything, they just mm. went, no, let's just get the person who we know can do. And even saying that Disney chose the person who they know can do good, like there was controversy in The Force Awakens. Yeah. So 
honestly, like, in my opinion, this movie was doomed well before it was even in pre-production. I think... Here's what I think. I think the story that they wanted to tell in this trilogy um, was not only conventional to, like... um, Yeah, not only conventional to Star Wars tropes, I guess, but also, like... I mean, it is just a repeat. It was meant to be a repeat of, of like, from A New Hope to... Um, yeah, yeah, this entire trilogy like, has been yeah. a repeat of the original trilogy. Yeah, that's what it was meant including, to be. I, including, you know, the the lead Jedi character's father turning out to be evil, even though in this case yeah. it's grandfather. Yeah. But that and trope, like, and then... And like the embracing think, destiny at the end, and mm, the idea of the Force ghosts or becoming one with the Force, whatever you want mm, to call it. That being said, though, I'm not, I'm not mad of them trying to do that because I think, whilst from like but a, a Star like Wars a, fan is like going a, to say that these that these yeah, three films already exist in the original yeah. trilogy, including that being, yeah, that be, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that being said, like I'm not mad because that's probably the smarter idea for Di- from Disney's part because it's not only safer to do that, but like it also rehashes a lot of the old, this sounds like I'm giving it like a fucking, I'm digging at it right now, but uh, yeah, it rehashes all the old, like um, I guess moments that happened in the original trilogy and like is presenting it to new audiences. Right. And like, whilst I get the, I get the hate for that because there already are those original movies. And like, if you really want to introduce a new um, generation to Star Wars that way, instead of rehashing the old stories, they should maybe like remaster, but they already do that. Anyway, they should remaster the old trilogy and then make that well, I mean, available. Now, to now we're getting public. into McClunky territory. Yeah. Anyway, my point is like, I think um, this trilogy probably would have been better off if they had, a consistent director for each film instead of uh, Abrams. It was Abrams, uh, Ryan, and then Abrams again because they fired Colin, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, it would have... Or if they... Maybe even if they did, like, but the Kevin Feige that, thing. I'm pretty like, sure the original... Feige, like, well, that was the idea who, of what JJ was supposed to be. Yeah, he was supposed to be. Yeah, Same way but, like, but I think... I don't think... I don't think Abrams is suited for that role, though, because I think Abrams is... In my opinion, better well, suited. What's interesting in the... is, as a Star Trek fan, like Abrams got his hands on Star Trek and just pissed off all the Trekkies. And but then he made that. Abram... He made that. He made the, the, those movies are wildly popular nowadays, though. I know it's like yeah, oh, sh- oh, it even on... as a Trekkie, shits... I love yeah. those. Yeah, but, uh, shits... I'm not going to say yeah. I love those movies, but I like them. They they're good yeah. movies. Yeah. But he got a lot of hate. And this is where I think he should have fucking learnt, is he got a lot of hate for Into Darkness because it was just a complete rehash of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. So he so he, he's he's already experienced the trying to remake a fan favorite. That's film. probably why it's probably why Disney hired him though, because they saw they saw the, the well, popularity yeah, yeah, into of, Dark- the, of the Star Trek movies and if they this guy knows how to reboot an old franchise. You know, or at least how to make money off a new franchise, an old franchise, I should say. Right? I don't know. I think it probably. <laughs> I think Disney would have been better off. 
Oh, sorry, no, I should rephrase. I think fans would have probably been better off if all the new Star Wars content was like all TV shows and spin-offs instead of having another trilogy, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So have more shows like The Mandalorian, have more shows that explore more niche topics of the Star Wars universe. Like I really want to see a TV show uh, that explores the Grey Jedi because they're still a thing. They're, they're technically canon because Ashoka in, is a Grey Jedi in, in Rebels, I'm pretty sure. Um, and like, so canon, they're like a thing. They actually exist, the Grey Jedi. But we don't really know much about them because obviously Disney fucking destroyed most of the, the Star Wars canon because of EU, but whatever. I'm not mad about that. Um, yeah, like, this is like a lot more you could you could explore, um, but I don't think a trilogy... Because, like, and I think my friend put it that, like, best, like, I think the Star Wars, like, main trilogy story, at the end of the day, it's a, it's the Skywalker saga. It's, like, it's following the Skywalker family from from movie to movie, from, like, from trilogy to trilogy, right? Like, I think... If you were to one, if you wanted to end the Skywalker saga with another trilogy, which that, which is what they try to do here, fans would have obviously wanted new stories, right? But I feel like it's been such a long amount of time where it's okay to rehash those old moments and those old um, like stories, basically, because it's the moments are exactly like the story may be slightly different, but like the moments that play out like beat to beat are basically the same. Um, bar the second movie, like Ryan, John, like Ryan rain. I don't fucking, how do you, is it rain or Ryan? Ryan. It's Ryan. Okay. So Ryan's sec- Ryan's movie is a lot different because it's not, it doesn't follow the, the structure of um, the other movies. Um, and I think like, um, how do I put this? I don't hate The Force Awakens. Um, sorry, not The Force Awakens. Um, the Last Jedi. I don't hate The Last Jedi, but I think that the trilogy suffers because of that movie. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think I'm rambling now. My my point is that like I think the trilogy probably would have been better off with a consist with consistent directors instead of. Um, you, you say that, but the original trilogy had three different directors, and yeah, the prequel I know. trilogy. We're all directed by George Lucas. Lucas, because Lucas sucks. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so so what I you're know. saying is they should have had a more, I guess, a, a proper roadmap before. Just, yeah, like like more consistency. Like someone, a proper manager. You know what I mean? Like, again, like someone, because like, Abrams is not Feige level for management when it, like, when it comes to this stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think if he has a vision, he wants to be in the director's chair and follow that vision out and not be a ma- like not, instead of play manager like feige does right like feige yes. he oversees all the projects but he's not like directing the movies right like unless he did which i I have a fucking man well who the, the question is who wrote the sequel trilogy because that's where the main problems lie not mm-hmm. more in the direction but more in the in the writing in the writing because you're still rehashing the same and if you look at the screenplays Kasdan wrote seven, Abrams wrote seven, Ryan Johnson wrote eight, and mm. someone named Chris Torino wrote nine. So I suppose, yeah, Ryan Johnson was still very hands-on with eight. Who wrote the original trilogy? 
was it three different writers or was it a like the original trilogy was it's all lucas uh, wasn't it lucas lucas on four and six kasdan on five and six and lee bracket on five okay so let's say lucas was fairly consistent five yeah but it's still fairly consistent kasdan is known as a as a good writer Especially with mm-hmm. with it being five and six, where those yeah. are the yeah. films that are mu- that are much uh, more. Like he wrote Solo. Four. What? Kasdan wrote Solo. Oh, so did Jonathan Kasdan. Oh, his dad is Lawrence Kasdan. Huh. What else did he write? Filmography. Hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, also. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I just think, I just think a unified vision would have been a lot better. You know what I mean? Because I feel like with 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 the Last Jedi, I think that movie it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Like it, it's just. Well, that's yeah, gonna happen when you do have that off yeah. director in the middle yeah. and and writer. Yeah, I think yeah. I think, I think if, when, you, mm. if you were to see that screenplay list and there'd be one writer that had done all three films. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing that instantly jumps out at me. For sure. Like, these were films written by three completely different teams. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, at least with the original trilogy, Lucas, was, Lucas wrote part of four and six and then Kazdan wrote five and six. And, like, you know... And, uh, and like there were two writers that were like at least on two or more projects, right? Like, oh, yeah. so yeah. And uh, and you know it it may look like there that Lucas was hands off with five. But yeah, no. Especially Holy. if 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 he kind of knew where he wanted six going, mm. like he would have. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think. I think okay. My final thoughts on the trilogy are: they're not bad. They're bad movies. They're definitely brilliantly shot. Like those movies are fucking beautiful. Um, but that being said, if you think about the movies too hard, you'll definitely find gripes. Yes. Like <laughs> even if you just think about it for five minutes. <laughs> I mean, that's most movies. Yeah, and I think I think like I mean, coming from someone who's who's trying to write movies, like and trying to make movies, like it's I feel like it's hard to like come up even for a five minute film it's hard to come up with a concrete script which is like impervious to plot holes you know um i don't know i think yeah i think those movies the movies are enjoyable for sure um they're definitely movies you like and i think this kind of is the same for the original star wars trilogy and even the prequels they're good movies just to like just to enjoy not to like really critically think about they're not they're not Okay, they're not Trek like they're not Star Trek movies where that like I feel like Star Trek is definitely has like a more um, they're at least trying to get you to think they're trying to get the audience to think right. Okay, I'm not a Trek fan, so like I'm not hundred percent. Nick, you can correct me on this, right? Nick, yeah, what would you say like that, that like? Sorry, would you say that Trek movies like Star Trek movies? Have or not just the movies, but I should say like in general the fan like the franchise, they get you. It's trying to get you to think more than the Star Wars, like 
yeah, for example, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, think, like, like the one thing that I, uh, I mean, like I'm mostly a next gen fan, but like the one thing that I always compliment next gen on is that it's a show that's taking on issues that were modern when it was made and even issues that are modern now. So there's episodes that look at gender diversity or same sex relationships or global warming. So, so like yeah, that so that's pushing that and it's smart writing and that's kind of the type of thing I like in sci-fi. And I think that's kind of the reason then why I don't like Star Wars because Star Wars just seems so sugar sweet, saccharine. There's no substance to it. It's just a story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah, I think Star Wars definitely plays more into like the um, the just. It's entertainment, right? Whereas yeah, yeah, it, track... it, it's a popcorn yeah. thriller. Yeah, for sure, exactly. And I think that's where Star Wars shines. And I think um, if you really like, if you really want to get into it, like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, I feel like that's where the comics and the the like, even the spin-off shows are like. That's where those come in. Um, but even then, oh, those I'm... are like, those are still. I, I will pop, also like... say to, to take it back, like. The, one of the main criticisms that came from J.J. Abrams' Star Trek films was that they were just popcorn well, yeah. blockbuster films. It, 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 yeah, it took away this sense of, of world like and... Yeah. 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 So, again, yeah. I suppose if you were looking at it that way, then, yeah, J.J. may have been the best choice for Star Wars. Mm. And, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think, like... <sighs> I, yeah, again, I think the movies are just good to watch. They're fun. They have a lot of good moments, a lot of good fights. Like, I think that's another important thing about, I think, <laughs> post-prequel at least, um, the the fights are what you, like, what you want from, like, a good fight is what you want from Star Wars. Um, maybe not the original <laughs> trilogy. Um, <laughs> still good movies. I don't know. I think Star Wars is, I feel like Star Wars has become such a different thing than what it originally was. Like, if you really think about it, the original was like a slow burn space fantasy Western. That's what it was. Whereas, like, now it's like an action-packed sci-fi thriller. You know what I mean? Like, well, not thriller, but like, um, like action movie, basically. That's what it is. It's a sci-fi action movie now with, like, some mystical elements. But the original was like this, you know, the force of the mysterious, ma- like, magic, basically. And, like, you know... I don't know. I think um, if you if you're a fan of the like original trilogy and not a fan of the prequels, um, I think I think the sequels probably won't appeal to you either because I feel like the sequels really do take takes that like direction of the original sort of the of the prequels where it's way more action like action packed, you know, a lot more like 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 the co- like the fight scenes and all that are like way faster paced and like just the like the dialogue and everything is just like it just just keeps going um that being said yeah i just think i think it's a good movie and, and just watch it it's like a i'd probably give it like what like a seven to seven out of ten you know hmm. okay. like a decent school yeah but yeah Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> from from one arguably shit show to another. Um, did you all see Cats is getting a uh, VFX update? I, I love the reasons why. 
That's but it's like, like, like you, it's the second one. It's the second update. It's the second update. Uh, but this, it, it's like a... <laughs> well, the, 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 fir- the first up is the first update you're talking about was just the re-render, wasn't it? I th- the re-render for the trailer. Yeah, but yeah. This, so, yes. that, so that was in the time, I think we talked about this last week, but where it was just they had the technology had just like increased since they made it or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're able to get a better render on it. Yep. Which is smart, but this one... This one, this Apparently, one is... there's scenes where there's like actors that haven't been catified, and then like <laughs> the next frame they're catified, and that's just that's just missed. That's just, that's just bad. Bad QC. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> this is this is terrible. And oh, the, I'm I'm reading through the reviews and oh, the, <sighs> some of those reviews are. This is the type of film I love because just the reviews for it brings so much joy. <laughs> oh dear! I, I, th- I think Lord. my best one, the best one I, I read, and this is a paraphrase. I can't remember it, mm-hmm. but it was like, um, "I'm not a fan of cats." So going into this film, I was already on the offhand, but coming out of it, I'm not sure I'm a fan of movies anymore either. Oh yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's a good one. Oh boy, oh lordy, lordy, lordy. <laughs> a movie that can make you cats. lose lose your enjoyment of cinema. Oh, my, my favorite ones are like cats. Worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one as well. There's so many good ones out there. Oh, there, there are lots and lots and lots. I'm just like really, oh. and I, I haven't I haven't watched the movie podcast yet, but I think this is one of the times where I'm going to have to go watch the Fun House movie, movie podcast because oh. I just need James's review. <laughs> oh God! Actually, Anastasia, did John? Um, what's his face? The John, John from Star Kid? Did he put a? Put his thoughts up on cats. Um, I don't know. The last thing I saw was that he went with um with um the Australian everyone's favorite Aussie daddy from Star Kid, um, mm-hmm. Robert Mannion. Bless him. Um, <laughs> just an update. I have moved into the closet. <laughs> oh, no. No, you're supposed to be getting out of the closet. Goodness. Wait, you, you're not even. Was the last time you were in the closet, mate's great. I think so, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. We've returned to that time. He's retreated back into the closet. I, should, I, have to, I was trying to find a space where it's like noise cancelling, but also like. <laughs> well, I thought you should know that while you were talking about Star Wars and Star Trek, I went and poured myself a drink. So. Fuck it. I could have just gone and got. I legit, I legit had an opportunity to go get my meat. <sighs> Do I go get it? What? Yeah, you do. You. Do I drink in the closet? I mean, that's what that's what many gays do like, anyway. Yeah, so, I, was say, I think you're know. talking to the wrong people. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet my mind. Oh. Bless up, Ben. Bless um, up. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I'm never all so uh, I I found a quick list of the headlines of some cats reviews. Mm-hmm. Which include, we watched Cats on opening night and lost all nine lives. Mm-hmm. Cats, a Broadway musical adaption straight out of the litter box. 
Yes. Um, a perfectly dreadful hairball of woe. Some real deep thinkers. Um, there's there's yeah. some that are, uh, what is it called? I have seen sights oh. no human should see. <laughs> <laughs> there, the there's movie one Cats that doesn't is, even oh know what the God. musical Cats is about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You there's won't a... leave the theory oh. purring. Oh, God. <laughs> just... <laughs> spay it. Yeah, no, that, that's the winner. Spay it. Spay it. <laughs> nice. There's one that says it that this version is unnervingly erotic. Yeah, I've seen a lot of <laughs> Yeah, that's something. Things. That is yeah. something. And I don't know, you know, Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. We need some fairy reviews. We need the fairies oh. out there giving us reviews. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sure they loved it. I'm sure they did. Um, well, I wouldn't... I actually wouldn't mind hearing that because, like, did they actually enjoy it? Or are they like, I would have just preferred Taylor Swift in an actual catsuit. <laughs> I mean, like, fairy catsuit, not like catsuit, catsuit. Yes. Maybe. We'll see. Good lord. I mean, it's what I would have preferred. Sort of this weird CGI <laughs> thing. Yeah, just, just do what the stage production does and just go hard on the makeup. Mm-hmm. I think See that like, would have that would have been. I saw been... so many things that were like, "Can you imagine the money behind a Hollywood film mm-hmm. that could have been made to just like record a live action or like a live Broadway version of Cats?" Yes. Like imagine the costumes, imagine the set. But it was like, no, no, we'll just CGI because because why not? Why not throw <laughs> money away and make it and... terrifying? God. I remember watching that trailer and I was so disturbed by the um, out of sync CGI. And I was just like, nope, nope, this is, this is, no, please stop, stop, you guys. It's just a time. And I'm not sure I want to be a part of that time. Maybe, see, this is, this is one of those films that I'm like, maybe I'll just wait for it to like appear on Netflix and then I can watch it <laughs> just for shits and gigs. I'm just so interested, though. Like, <laughs> dear God, dear dear God, and why? And why do these cats? These cats are not solely cats. These are cats with human features, like breasts. Well, you got to know well, what I mean. Technically, females. female cats have breasts. Yes, but not not where. Not anatomically, like... Josh, the people have to differentiate. (laughs) It's impossible otherwise. (laughs) I mean, if there's not a scene of Idris Elba licking his (laughs) weird... (laughs) Weird one. ...have returned with with mead. And also may have had two shots of bourbon, but let's not talk about that. Well, I mean, like, cats don't have, cats don't have genitals like dogs do. Yeah. But but still, like... Oh, that's good. That's good shit. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Classics about cats? We're, 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 there's a lot of things going on with cats, and, you know, just... Dude, it's also just dude, a shame dude. for the director. Who is the director? 
Um, I'll have to find it. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it okay, who me. decided to greenlight this though? Like, you tell me. I mean, it is one of the most successful movies ever made. Update: It is very warm in the fucking closet. Well, you know. I'm sweating well, already. That's, that's how the devil it. likes it. <laughs> to be fair, I just had two shots of fucking bourbon, so. Oh, is it that Asian shit. glow working? That shit, that shit heats you up. Mm-hmm. Apparently, <sighs> it's Tom Hooper. Yes, who has directed episodes of A. Sanders. Oh, he, he directed the, the Danish girl. Did? Oh. Yeah, the Danish girl. Oh, and Les Mis. Oh. Oh. Yeah, why'd you get the director of Les Mis, guys? Do you do you hear the people singing? They're not really they're not really singing songs of merry men, they're more like cats. I, I feel like I feel like if you made Les Mis, it should disqualify you from making any other musical. <laughs> Was it a good movie? I don't know. Les Mis, the live Yeah. Uh, the, the the one with the it's Hugh a Jackman good movie, but a not a good adaptation of Les Mis. Yeah, no, okay. I'm sorry, I do not need. I saw a, I saw a <sighs> Russell Crowe. Don't need Russell Crowe's not singing. Javert, Russell Crowe's Javert is not. <sighs> okay, Russell Crowe's Javert is trash. Let's be real. <laughs> but let's Samantha, acknowledge that. Samantha I remember what's her name is a fantastic eponine. <laughs> I remember name? watching Samantha Barks. Barks, yes, thank you. Yes. I remember watching like a French TV Eddie show adaptation Redmayne. of Lay. Eddie yes. Redmayne. Yes, what about Eddie Redmayne? Just, just him. What about him? <laughs> is he good or bad? Also, I hate bad? Eddie Redmayne. So you don't like <laughs> him? Why not? ginger. I hate. I just irrationally hate Eddie Redmayne. Jesus Christ. <sighs> He's like, is it like a jealousy thing? No, I just, I just dislike him. Just I just dislike his just face. Kidding. I dislike his voice. I it may have a... something to do with Jupiter ascending. I read, maybe. I read, uh-huh. I read an article that he was like the pinnacle of, was it like of new masculinity or something? I was like, what? No. <laughs> what are you on where, about? Where, what? I can't remember if where he's the I was. The pinnacle of new masculinity. The human race is dead. Are you sure it was anyone like... main and not um? Um, the other guy from no, because the they specifically movie? mentioned they specifically um, the other guy from the Harry Potter movie. Who what? Um, Daniel Radcliffe. The, no, the <laughs> Rupert Grint. The Fantastic Beasts. That is Eddie Johnny Redman. Depp. No, he said Eddie Man. That is Eddie Redman. Redman. No, Eddie the Redman. clear one. That that that. The clear one. Colin Firth. Oh my god. <laughs> Which one? See, I'm horrible at names. The ghost. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. There have been cool articles uh, about him. Well, them. Isn't, isn't, them. isn't he? Isn't he? Wow, Ezra look at me. Like, showcasing the new masculinity. I'm pretty sure Ezra is... Ezra is the Flash. Envy? Question mark? Well, he, no. He, no. Ezra no? is not the Flash. Ezra thinks he's the Flash. Everyone says no, Ezra. <laughs> I like Ezra. I don't know what you want about. I love no, Ezra. Ezra's cool, but he's a terrible Flash. I didn't even know like, they were the Flash. What? Yeah, in the stupid in... movies. God damn it, they don't use any pronouns. Sorry. In which I'll movie? Just... Sorry, in I'm, like pretty the... sh- I'm pretty in sure like Ezra Miller's not I didn't see that one. Yeah, good, don't. It's terrible. <laughs> I watched it while sick. 
Oh. Yeah, he is. Okay, cool. Easy. What a weird oh, choice to hire Ezra Miller to play the Flash. I can see where the addition came. What a weird decision to pick Ben Affleck as Batman. He was decision to fire Ben Affleck as the director of the movie. He was an okay Batman. He was in Suicide Squad? Yeah. There was like a scene. I watched that movie and I don't remember that. Therefore, but like... Is there a scene where he's on top of the Joker's fucking Lamborghini? Or am I fucking... Am I imagining that? I don't know. I've had a few to drink now. I haven't got. I haven't felt. I don't feel drunk, so I'm not there yet. But well, we'll get you there. know, we'll get there at some point. But uh, give give me a Grant Gustin flash over Ezra Miller. Oh flash. yes, 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 definitely. For who? Grant Gustin. As who in... plays Flash on the TV show? Oh and... yeah, so yeah he's much better. And he's in Glee. And Anastasia yeah. just likes being a superhero. Oh my god, it's very warmish now. Yeah, see, my that's what Lucifer does cold. when. That's what happens when you embody all all the queerness in a closet. It gets real hot. I'm so bad for people okay. who live in the closet. I'm going like, to point out like, problematic things that I'm reading right now. Yeah. So, Nida have released the shows for next year. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. One of them is called Top Dog Underdog. And uh, it's about, that's a bad name. Whatever. It's about two African American brothers. Now. Oh. Mm, uh oh. I sense. No, as no, we previously oh, pointed no. out. I'm looking at the, the current acting cohort. Uh-oh. Yep, yep. Here Uh-oh. we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. There is one black man, and he is Kenyan. Oh, no. Yikes. Yep. How are they going to get an extra... (laughs) Guess what? Guess what? I don't know what they're going to do. They just cancel the production and move on. from the Brisbane production of In the Heights... Oh, no. (laughs) Or, I mean, the attempted production of In the Heights. There was the Sydney... Sydney, One of the Sydney productions of West Side Story as well. (laughs) But both of them actually. The two that were running in fucking in tandem with each other. God. But no, the yeah no, it was two years ago or whatever. There was a Brisbane production of In the Heights, and yeah, the entire cast was white, and it got cancelled. Everyone was like, "You can't do In the Heights with white people." No, you can't. Lynn literally wrote it to be super ethnic. Yes. As you also see from the trailer, which is a really good trailer. It's a good trailer. That's how you do a musical film. That's how you do a musical film. No CGI and people who can actually sing and make it look fun. Okay. Sorry. I'm gonna, I, looked back to the, I looked back at the acting cohort and there was one other black man. <laughs> oh, so we have our token too. There are, there are two black men. Wait. Uh, I mean, at least you know you've got a star in part. <laughs> oh, God. He is oh, one God. of them really good and the other one's not, so... Oh. That'd be interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Wouldn't they... Would, would the new first years be able to act in it or no? Well, no, they... Only third year graduating actors do the first semester of shows. Oh, and then fucking... 
And then what in the second them? semester, okay. they usually do three shows that are third year graduating and two years that are the second year. So, um, in in before blackface, uh, <laughs> but seriously, what like what makes what drives you to the point where you're like, okay, we're gonna we gotta select things, we're gonna look at uh, <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Maybe they're just high outside, like alumni. It's a fucking like excuse to look more diverse than they really are. Which is oh. fucking dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't we've been through this many a time. And and Nida we've is critiqued. super white. And we yeah, and I've pointed it out. No, I mean firsthand. No, okay. Let's like, just okay, can we rephrase that? We can say the arts are super white. Because remember, I was the only brown kid in my class, and I think there were like four Asian kids in my film class. The rest this is like a class of like like thirty ish people. You know, like, yeah. Do you know who the most ethnic white. I, I mean, also, Australia is a very white country. I mean, this is true. Do you, do you want to know who the most ethnic person in my class is? Who? Don't tell she, me. Don't tell yourself. No. She is it's me. <laughs> from kidding. New Zealand, and she's, like, part, not Maori, um, part. Pakiha? No? Um, I can't remember the, the exact. Oh, but like, like Fijian or something. But she is whiter than I am, like physically. Oh, God, that's so sad. And she's the most ethnic out of all of us. That really sucks, man. Get more black people into into the arts. Actually, legitimately, I think in my whole whole class, I was the only brown kid. Um, Then we had four Asian people. One of them is half. Um, and then we had one person who was from Ethiopia, and then the rest were white guys. So yeah, but also, how does that then stack up proportional to uh, diversity in population? I guess like, this is slightly playing devil's advocate, but a lot of people are like, I mean, like you guys are getting, uh, you talk about getting ethnicities and minorities more into the arts and that, but from what I can kind of tell, like you've always got to understand proportionality to population where when you're living in a majority white country, like you then going to get a majority white actors and yeah, like minority story is brilliant. We've talked about that with mm-hmm. Kim's and any other show we talk about, we talk about too many shows, but <laughs> I mean, if you actually looked at statistics, I would argue the point that that is not the truth and that our country is, like, sure, the majority may be white, but it's not a big majority. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think like, like, and don't go into the arts. But also arts. when you have, I just like, think, a smaller... I just think that in, like, in the arts, it's it's, like, shockingly clear how disproportionate that. Like, it's... To the point where it's like, it's just sad because I I can't I can't find people that I identify with within my own course, and then obviously I can't find people with like on the screen. Obviously nowadays, like thank fuck yeah, we have like I, shows I like yeah, Kings and Beans, but like, but like, it, it's because I mean, I guess it's also just like objectively speaking because sorry, not object, sorry, subjectively speaking because I obviously am surrounded by brown people. Right, because that's just the culture. Like that's just the 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 commu- community my parents have found. Right, they found other people like us who are like immigrants. But like, um, that being said, it's like 
I, if I see myself in an, in an environment where I basically like, I went to a, so, okay, I need to explain this to you like this, right? I went to um, one public school. No, I went to two public schools. Both were super white, predominantly because I came, like originally my area was super, it was a super white area. Now it's more diverse. There's a lot more um, like Afghan refugees and um, Sudanese refugees now. So there's more diversity now. But when I was going through public school, like most of the kids I saw were white. Um, I didn't see many brown kids until the, towards the end of my primary school days. And then my, I made the dumbass no, my parents made the dumb decision of moving me to a private school, which is even more white. Um, and so I think I was like one of three brown kids in my whole year level. Um, and then I moved to a Christian school, which is ridiculously white. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe I just, I, I feel, I just feel like in, within my whole life, and then obviously now in the arts, I just feel like my um, population has been desperately like um, underrepresented. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And like now that I'm in the arts and now that I'm like within like trying to get into the industry, it's like where are like every, like most of it definitely plays like comes down to like culture and stuff. Like most brown kids don't do the arts because parents told them not to like, <laughs> That's, that's the truth of it. But like, there's just, I don't know. I think there's a, there's just a disproportionate amount of like brown kids or like, I should say, like other ethnicities within the arts. Even when you look at census data and stuff like that. Cause like, I can't be the only brown kid, you know, within that has access to Swinburne to be like, okay, I'm, I don't want to do engineering. I don't want to do IT. I don't want to do um law or or medicine i want to do film and like thankfully i mean a little bit of that was cracked uh when i went to do my interview for my diploma because you meant to do like a portfolio presentation um to get into the diploma i saw one other brown kid in the interview it was this punjabi kid it was like really good as well and he'd been doing like film stuff for years so that was really good but Still, that was like two kids out of a whole class, and the, literally all the other interviewees uh, were like, class? "No, sorry, um, this is." Uh, well, so my current class was like twenty, like twenty eight-ish people, maybe a bit less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. people drop out and stuff, but like, yep. um, yeah, and I, then I, I, this I'm interview. Gonna presume that this is going to be much bigger. Yeah, the interview. Yeah, like like ne- next year, going to be much bigger. Yeah, the interview was like. It was me and him, this me and this other like brown kid. That was it. We're the only two brown kids in this whole room. And it was like, uh, I think it was like a group of 20 kids or mostly fresh out of high school. And I'm like, fuck dude. Like if it's just me and like, obviously thank fuck. It's just interviews. Like they're, they had other interviews and they had other like kids and stuff. But if, I don't know if, um, if the arts are really this like, thin when it comes to diversity like it's kind of messed because like i can't if i'm in the industry i find it'll be hard for me to p- find people that um have the same well have a similar story to me because no one has the same story but like has a similar story to me who will be able to relate to like the stories that i want to present to the world right like and then it becomes harder for me to try and tell the stories that will help kids who are in my position who want to go into the arts but don't see themselves on the screen, you know, or don't see themselves in the credits of like those kind of things. They like, 
obviously they lose they lose hope and ambition, right? So I don't know. I think I think uh, the problem mainly is that like the arts is just in general. I mean, obviously in a Western country to be very whitewashed anyway, but like in in a in a multicultural society, quote unquote, um, we are still very much underrepresented, in my opinion. Because, and again, yeah, this is all I, I, I suppose when you add all like, those factors together, like, like I never pursued the arts in uh, any form of professional manner. That was yeah. because I know the statistics where, well, I suppose it's not always statistics, but like, there is so few few that actually get through, and that includes, like, yeah, that that is especially with on screen and on stage roles, but even backstage, yeah. where where you see Anastasia talks about the dropout rates that she's experiencing, and <sighs> that so I suppose yeah, when you increase, I mean, minority says says it itself, minority of the population plus dropout rates plus. A general um, uh, inability to see in inspiration or find role models. And I suppose that that all adds up into one uh, great whitewashing. Yeah, which sucks because then obviously, yeah, yeah, uh, these yeah, art schools that, that are trying to be trying to be diverse, even though they're failing at it. <laughs> Because they're generally run by a panel, like a a, a board of white people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and and as as we had a couple of years ago with the Oscars too white whole situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and the I hope think, of correction. Yeah, I, I just think, I just think like, I think like we obviously need to encourage more immigrant kids and more, because I mean we're obviously talking specifically about Western media because I mean, obviously the problem in, in (laughs) over in like in Eastern media, especially Bollywood is like this, you know, obviously too many (laughs) brown people, but like that's a non-issue now because that's like those industries like K K dramas, K dramas and especially Bollywood, they don't need foreign investment. They don't need foreign um, like uh, eyes on that industry to survive. Because they already have well, enough. I mean, it's the same people. with the Australian, same with the Australian um, soap opera. Yeah, thing. like you don't need foreign eyes. To, like those ones specifically don't need. But what I'm trying to say is, like in Western in Western media, like the West is becoming increasingly multicultural and increasingly um, just integrated with other other na- ethnic ethnicities, where that be like um, brown, black, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not going to keep listing off skin colors because I feel like that's going to end up being racist. But, um, <laughs> like, I just think that in that in that situation, we just need to find a way to encourage more immigrant kids to find their way into the arts. Because, like, I've ta- like I've talked to a lot of um, people within within the Nepalese circle that are like about my age, maybe older, who have like either graduated or are about to graduate. And most of them have done engineering. And I talk to them and they say like, yeah, I wish I did more creative stuff in high, in, um, high school and in, in um, university because that's what I feel like I was meant for. And when I like, and when I see like the kind of stuff that they did, like one of my, three of my friends that are Nepalese, 
One of them is uh, one of them finished a computer science degree. One of them is completing a, a, a software engineer, uh, not software, um, a network engineering a, a network engineering major, and another one is has just completed a civil engineer course. They had all like collaborated together once and actually made a film for a film festival, and they submitted it into a film festival. And then, like it didn't obviously didn't go far, but like. It, it it was like they were very proud of that, that they actually were able to do that, make a movie and like put it into a film festival. And like, I think, and like just talking to them and like hearing their like, it's almost sad. Like they, they always wanted to do more creative things, but they just couldn't because obviously family pressure and stuff. And I think it's up to like kids like me or kids like um, that, that Kenyan guy that's in Anastasia's, um, night, of course. Or even, did did you watch the Game Awards, Ben? Uh, yeah, I didn't get to. Uh, but oh, no, just because go on. They, they, they highlighted a app that was made by a Islamic, oh, I presume Islamic. Well, but yeah. It was, it, was, uh, it was a very simple game, but it was just that the character was a woman with a head covering, and mm. she was talking about how just having young girls play even just the simplest of platformer games, just like seeing a character that was them kind of mm. helped um, yeah. breed creativity in just like drawing or so. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, yeah, you I can think see with that. Yeah. I feel like that's like, it's kind of up to us almost to be like, Look, it's okay to like not listen to your parents. You know, <laughs> it's okay to follow what you want to do. You know, like yeah. I legit like. Um, it was so weird. I, I was having, I was playing D and D with my mates, and in the middle of, uh, in the middle of it, as I was DMing, I got a phone call, and I picked it up, and it was one of my mum's friends from work, and she was telling me how her daughter wanted to do media and wanted to like make films, and like I, I actually like, I obviously. So I couldn't play. I couldn't talk right now because I'm in the middle of something. It's playing D and had to finish the session. But after the session finished, I, I yeah, after Priorities. the session finished, yeah. No, I mean you don't fucking yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> after the session finished, I called her. I called her mum up. This girl's mum, and like I told her like, like I told her the route that I took, and I told her like, like because she didn't get accepted into RMIT or something, and I was like, look, if she really wants to do film, I honestly recommend going through the the, the diploma and doing that because she did media in high school and stuff, which is like such a big bonus. I didn't get to do that. So I just forget. Um, but like she should go through the diploma and stuff to get into swimming because honest to God, this, the like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so my, my point being is like, I, I, I talked to this lady about like this, her, her kid getting into um, media and like very clearly I could tell like, by the accent, like this woman was Brown. Like she was probably Indian um, and like her kid, like wanting to get into media and stuff made me like, and like obviously giving her advice about that made me feel good about myself. Cause like mm. getting into this industry as a brown person is like, it's not hard. It's really, it really like, it's the same as it. Like, honestly, if you're an immigrant child and you're in middle class, right? Like it's not that hard to get into media. It's just, we have so much like cultural and, and societal expectation to become one of like the main four, um, I guess professions, right? Like, and, and we don't get to really explore the creative side of ourselves. Whereas like, you know, 
white kids, I feel like, whilst I, 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 I'm not going to say that all white families are the same, but like majority of the ones that I've talked to have all had like very little expectation of what they, what they want their kids to become as long as their kids are safe and their kids are, um, I guess, making money, right? Like earning a living. I feel like most white families don't have that kind of serious expectation of their kids wanting to be a doctor, lawyer, et cetera, et cetera. Again, not saying that all white families are the same. I have had one friend whose parents were very, like their parents were from Britain and like they were very strict about study and stuff. So it's not, obviously not all white families are the same, but. Oh, I mean like my parents just want me to do something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's what like. Even like mum suggests, she's like, go do theater courses if you want to go do theater courses. Mm. So. You say, yeah, I suppose like having a supportive base mm. gets you a long way. I just, yeah, I think what it, what it really comes out to is like, I feel like brown kids need to be able to be like, look, this brown person made it. This brown person is making movies. This brown person is like all this black person or this um, Chinese person or this um, Vietnamese person or Korean person or et cetera, et cetera, is making it in the West media Um I think I can do the same thing. And if they have an example to point, like point towards, then obviously the parents are going to be a bit more lenient towards that. Like it's hard for me. It, it's not, at least from a Brown perspective, it's not that hard for me at least. Cause like my, my dad, you know, I'm my dad's second child. So he's very like supportive of what I do. Cause you know, he's, he like, he's kind of been through like parenting once before. So he knows what's up, but like, um, I, I'm lucky in that sense. And I can also like, I'm also lucky in the sense that I can point towards Bollywood movies now. Like it's insane. Like, I think it's really good. I think if you're a, if you're a Brown person, now is the best time to get into media. Cause like you can literally go into the village cinema app and there are like five or six Indian movies that are playing at, at a village cinemas somewhere nearby. Like it's insane. I, I was I was on there the other day and it was like like the big yeah. like the new big Bollywood releases were all playing in village cinemas nearby and I was like literally just show this to your parents be like look if Bollywood movies are playing in Australia then I think I have a chance right but yeah anyway sorry uh, that's a uh, inspiration hour one on one no but it, but it's true I think like for for people that want to get into creatives they're like you know, for, for those of us that are in there, it's, it's kind of our, you know, it, it, I'm not saying like it's, it's a responsibility that you have to carry, but you know, you, you are probably like one of the many people that will be making headway in, in, in creative industries. But aside from, aside from like going in that way, like just, you know, I like, if, if you have a creative outlet, like use it and exploit it and if you can make money out of it um you know that that's another way too and it's about having all those multiple um multiple ways of representation that slowly you know will will get to have um a lot more people in um in creative industries that are not mostly white because yeah. Like both both at in front of camera and behind the camera because wow like yeah yeah 
walking through NIDA, that one time I went down was, oof, big, uh. big white mood. Um, uh, cool. Yeah, she white. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Okay. Um, uh, update. Uh, mm-hmm. I have reached, I have reached cheek numbness. <laughs> what does that mean? Cheek numbness. <laughs> like, that's how Wait. drunk, tipsy. Huh? I don't know. Cheek numbness. No, that's not a thing that I've no, experienced when I've no. when I've You never reach cheek numbness? I always do I go through cheek numbness first and then I go through finger numbness and then I get really like fucking crazy. I think you uh. just have bad circulation. <laughs> and I think you might be allergic to alcohol. I'm not. I swear. <laughs> Mommy, I swear I'm not. Oh good lord. Oh dear. Um we have strayed quite far, but there's is I uh, should should we end with this? When you have no up? starting point, no. I feel that, we should. I, we, okay, we should at least do one. Like one Wars. like this is meant to be the New Year's recording, right? Yes. So New I think we should recording. do at least one New Year's like thing. What? <laughs> what is it? We're, we're gonna sing. Okay. Okay. Here, okay. Here's no, one. We're thing. not going to. What are okay? What are three goals you want to achieve? One short term, one medium term. I mean, we've one already talked long-term. about this in future episodes. In no spoiler, in no uncertain terms. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But okay, okay. What is one thing that you definitely want to achieve by the end of twenty twenty? Oh, hmm. I want to work on a large scale music. Oh, that Fair might be enough. coming sooner than you think, Anastasia. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I want, I want to have at least submitted one of my films to a film festival. Hmm. I feel like that'd be doable. I think so. Um, I'm I actually want... writing a script right now. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. I, f- I feel like, okay, by the end of 2020, if uh, creatively I want one of one of these future shows to be picked up and funded by someone. What do you mean? The, Wait, what? One of these podcast shows. By the end of next year. Up, by the end of 2020. I feel like I have to do it. I feel, I feel like it's doable. some type of subsidy. Subsidy. Yes. yes. Give me money. Start really, to, start like, really start like shoving it into people that we know that have money. These faces. <laughs> like, look at our show. We've spent like three years. We are like, it's been a while, dude. We'll, we'll, make, oh. we'll make Anastasia a t-shirt. We'll make her multiple t-shirts. And that's all she's Anastasia, allowed to you're sure to come up against like really like fucking rich investors who want to invest in musicals. Well, maybe right? not rich investors, but like... I mean, I've, I've run into Benjamin Law a couple of times. Yeah. yeah you haven't you taken just... a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I don't, I'm not just gonna keep, I think we're just going to keep it our grind, yeah? I think that's the thing. Yeah. We're going to keep it uh, our grind. I mean, we've been grinding for this long, and you guys have been grinding longer than I have. That's true. Like, this is very true. One of us, if one of us becomes successful, we write off its success. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm leaving you all behind. Uh, look, I'm already when semi I, viral well, on TikTok, I mean, so it's fine. I, I mean, it's like Brandon's getting there. That, what do you mean? That, like, like uh-huh. to medium level success. Wait, well, that's but that's is that law stuff or is that actual social yeah, media yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, law no, stuff. That's, that's law stuff. 
Yeah, no, okay. Look, no, we're talking I feel like, like we're talking like creative stuff. So like I feel like if, creative stuff, dude. Then look when, at me. I when got we have 200... people with already a head start where well, I mean head start in the their <laughs> professional life is creative stuff. <laughs> like we have people who have to spend time in non creative pursuits. Fair enough. That's true. I, <laughs> look, okay. I'm all I'm saying is that my TikTok got eighty six 86,000 views, so mm-hmm. almost 87,000. Oh, so. oh, oh, okay. Dude, okay. I'm so Who's surprised that it got to that. Can you send this TikTok? This was the, the, oh. this was the gay, oh, this it's the half the... gay, half straight argument about ace people. Oh, it's so fucking dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Oh, God. Oh, it's God. so fucking dumb. It's like, my, basically, my so one of my friends, it's not even the guy that was explaining it in the video. It's some other guy. One of my friends was like, um, so, so one of my close, like close high school, no, close primary school friends. Have we gone through this again? <laughs> yes. Is Ace. And so, um, I'm, dude, I'm like tipsy. So look. Um, <laughs> tipsy in, in, and in the closet. Yeah. Tipsy and in the closet. That's Is that, oh, that's, a, that's a new YA mood. novel. I that's need to, my mood right now. Write that down. Um, anyway. Point being, my friend is Ace. My close friend from from primary school is Ace, and we were talking. And I had introduced her to some of my uni mates, and we were talking about her one night. And my friend was like, "Oh yeah, your uh, um, remember that?" She, he said, "Like, you remember your friend? She's like half gay, half straight." And I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean?" I was like, "I was like, what do you mean by that? That doesn't make any sense." And he's like, "What's her name?" And then he, then he said her name. I was like, "You mean my Ace friend?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, same thing." Right? I'm like, "That makes no sense." But I ignored it for the rest of the night. Anyway, I brought it up the next day because we were like sober at that point. I was like, mm-hmm. you call my friend half gay, half straight. And he's like, yeah. And he proceeds to explain um, why. And it made no sense to me. I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we're yeah, making a joke about it. Yeah, there's this weird logic in that like straight people don't like people of the same sex. And yeah, it was straight. just dumb. Look, it's honestly, so it's like, honestly yeah, the so dumbest bisexuality shit. is the opposite of asexuality, and that, yeah, and even that, you you just then getting into gender so, binary, which is it was so dumb. It's so dumb. It's genuinely yeah, so dumb. Which is wrong yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, anyway, it was. But a lot of people on TikTok, like they've been commenting. I haven't been getting any hate, weirdly enough. Okay, like, most of it is well, like you're the, not the one doing it. Yeah, because I remember. So the first comment I wrote was. Just so that I don't get cancelled, I think this is the dumbest shit because it's too simple. Because like obviously I'm I'm like I genuinely think that like I don't think it's smart. Um, can you just send me this TikTok no. so I can. Okay, hold on. I will save it for you. Um, when you when you when you send it through TikTok, we'll uh we'll see. In terms of like creative success, you know, like the the it's honestly, dude, it's honestly the dumbest shit. But like I've been getting comment. Like most of my comments. Are like make sense or I think one of them is like um I you have my ace approval I'm ace and y'all and you know I'll hand it to you and then one of them is what happens if you're what if you're bi and ace and I'm like you can't be bisexual and ace you can be bi rom and ace but you can't be bisexual and ace yes anyway. that's how that works oh my yeah. god and then one of the, the one of my other top comments is okay but why does the second guy sound like Phil Lester <laughs> So okay, just, we, we, we need changed to, my we friend's need to name on the group TikTok. chat. We changed my I, I changed my friend's name on the on the group chat to Phil Lester. Oh boy, I <laughs> have go. no idea who that is. I'm like, what? This, it's so much better. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's really uh, funny. 
but oh, yeah, it's a, it's a dumb TikTok. It's a really dumb TikTok. Like Anastasia, I'm warning you, you're gonna lose brain cells watching it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> for yeah, sure. If, oh god, oh god. Um, you yeah. have to stop me from ranting from being like it's stupid. It's dumb. And it's when literally the stop you from ranting. It is legitimately you know it, you know the dumbest video I have ever filmed ever. Oh my god. And I have very filmed very random people screaming at a band. making so. you famous. <laughs> yeah. Look, see, see that's, that's making you famous. My my Kim's rant made me kind of famous. Um, look, I ain't mad, though, if that's making me famous, though. Because, like, true, at least I'm getting, like, five lights at, likes it's, and it's, then plugging the podcast. It's, <laughs> it's totally, dude, it's totally my brand, though, because it's, like, oh, it's just dumb shit. And, like, <laughs> and I feel like know. that's my brand, just being <laughs> dumb. I'll, I'll just put this idea out there. If... If somehow, somewhere, I end up on yeah, SBS for any reason, for any reason, y'all can ride those coattails if you want to. Please do. <laughs> what if, right? It's such a just, such just, a wild. If you ever get on, if you ever get on, if you ever get on to TV, just be like, uh, when they ask you, like, <laughs> is like, oh, where can we follow, follow you? SoundCloud. Just be like, follow me on fucking SoundCloud. I'm a SoundCloud rap. No, uh, follow me on um, on our Great Mates Podcast. Oh, so we God. have a podcast where we talk about dumb shit. <laughs> not wrong, not wrong. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping that I have some kind of success next year because, like, I really, I really want people to follow me on Twitter, and I want to have a. Tw- I want Twitter clout. <laughs> you want Twitter clout? I think you're, you're gonna have to do one of those. I have know. Instagram. I mean, sorry, I don't have Instagram. I have um. I have. I'm starting to gain Instagram clout because I've been doing photography for so like other bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like the like actual venues have started following me, like venues that I have never even been to. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, what? Um, and then what else? Who else? I mean, I've had weird like shit random, like that. I, I, legit random bands have started following me now, which is really funny. Um, and then what else? Um, fucking. Oh, drunkness is making me bl- like blocking this memory for some reason. Yeah, that's generally what alcohol does. Uh, TikTok, my TikTok clout. I've got semi TikTok clout now. I've just got to make up more TikToks that are semi viral. Semi viral. You know, I didn't even know TikTok clout existed. It's a thing now, dude. It's it the Zoomer. Exist. We're all Zoomers here, okay? Actually, no. Are you technically a millennial, Josh? Are you a Zoomer? No, you're you're a millennial. Yeah. Well, I think millennial. Let me find out. What happened? Where did we go? <laughs> Don't know. I have no idea. Let, been, I, I, been I'm letting some alcohol oh, in juice. Trip. Yeah. I'm a lightweight. What can I say? You also did not eat anything beforehand, so it's I not had peanuts. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Okay. So millennials are born between 1981 and 1996. And Gen Z were born from 1997 to 2012. Ooh. Uh, Wait, what does does that make? That's not true because I am Gen Z and I was born 95. Okay, hold on. Who said you were Gen Z? Because it's just that, like, that's just the definition. Like, it's... 94, okay, there's one that, this one says 1998 to 94 Gen Y. 1995 yeah. to 2010 is Gen Z. That makes uh, sense. Yes. 
So yes. wait, wait, does that make does that makes Josh the only millennial in our thing? Well, I mean, millennial is a Gen y. standalone thing. Uh, not really. I mean, technically, it's an overall thing, isn't it? It's like oh, yeah, it's like the nineteen eighties to like two thousand. But generally, the idea of millennial within the millennial and younger generations, if you want to call them generations, is that millennials are professionals, more or less. Like, like it covers like pe- like people in early 30s and that. Yeah, I wouldn't consider myself a millennial. I'd consider myself a Gen Z, like Zuma. Oh, I've not heard that. Term it's before. new. It's it's like, it's like a new term for. It's fairly new. I don't think many people use it. Honestly, it's, I use it because it sounds. No, cool. no, I've heard so many people use it, really? and they're all Zuma? younger than I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. God. Yeah. Was well, yeah. Zoomers. Okay. Because sure. it just sounds cooler. Well, it sounds stupid. But see, that's the thing because I'm very cut. Okay, Zuma. Like, I identify. Sorry. I identify, yes, in the OK Zuma, but yeah, I identify <laughs> more with people older than me than people younger than me overall. Uh-huh. Yeah, but so do I. But I still so like, I feel like I have much more in common with your. Oh, my butt other, is really numb. Like, not I'm just sorry. including the SEM stuff. Yes, but. But like, the, the, then I do the with, like, Ben, Olivia, Brandon, oh, Jamie. Why is my butt so fucking numb? It's because I'm sitting weird. Because you're in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Well, I think I think what we've discovered is that Bin is experiencing what a lot of queer people go through. <laughs> this is like the literal version of a metaphor. Like we, a metaphor. we have we have discovered an an installation, an art installation. So what you're saying is queer. Famous. So what you're saying is being queer is like being drunk in your closet, being no, very I, uncomfortable, I, making your butt numb. Actually, that sounds like the experience. Exactly. Thank yes. you for just realizing the joke. <laughs> oh my butt! <laughs> I think that's, that's a good numb. place to end that. I um, think I think so. You know, mm. I was we were I was gonna bring up the whole like um. The, the, there was a thing like pre-Christmas, the whole butthole sunning, which is incredibly weird. What the um, fuck's that? White people, people be sunning their, their butts. putting their naked ass up in the sun. Why? Like, yeah. Absorb like energy. Legs, like... Are they trying to tan, like trying to like get rid of like, the, the sun. Or... They want energy from the sun. And the they want to get way... angled from the sun. Yes. Basically. This just reminds me of the guy that, that was just sitting outside weird. saying he'd been on a hunger strike for thirty four days and I was like, <laughs> No mate, you haven't. That sounds like that sounds like some weird fetish porn, like honestly. <laughs> Imagine that's <laughs> like this is that's some Greek. guys I mean, are yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat my meat today. With juice. Mm. And it's just what? Why people thought you could cure cancer with juice? We're entering like Anastasia. Like, Anastasia, like, Nick, get your people together, like legit. I mean, we we try, but some of them are real fucking stupid. Yeah, they are. Dumb. This is very much like this particular like butthole sunning thing. Like we're entering like the realms of Greek mythology. We're like to be fair. I though, mean, so, to be so fair, brown people. Mm-hmm. My dad believes that. <laughs> my dad believes that. Um, that that the Vaders are like one hundred percent accurate, which they're not. <laughs> and he thinks the Romine epic was also one hundred percent accurate, which they're not. Definitely, I'm not gonna lie. There's probably a war between India and Lanka, but like fucking flying chariots and fucking stones that like float across. Well, I mean, that's probably true, but enough to build a bridge out of. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I don't think. 
Uh, Bin's Bin's drunk. Um, yeah, yeah no, I was going this is to also say why like, I became, Dad got back like, from Europe mm. and has like a deck of playing cards of like ancient Greek art, and it's oh, just all great. like dick related. There's like a woman sewing like dicks that are growing out of the ground. Of course it is. And I'm like, so like this isn't a modern thing. No, this is this has been going around for a while. I think just people, like especially, especially in Australia, where melanoma is such a big thing. Like, who who wants to get cancer? Like a melanoma in there. Oh my god! I swear, I got some burnt yesterday. Just like walking up and down the streets of Melbourne CBD. Oh god! And it, like I wasn't even outside that, for that long. Like... Speaking of, when are you two going to be, like, meeting up-ish? Who? When... I, I, I choose not to. <laughs> you guys are the closest in proximity, and, like, you... No, no, no. At the moment, you two are. Who? You and Nick. Oh, wait, you're in Melbourne right now? Well, I mean, I was in <laughs> Melbourne yesterday. Are you still in Melbourne? He's in Victoria. Is what he's saying. I'm in Victoria. Oh, Are you in Geelong? Yes. I feel like I'm doxing you now. That's <laughs> that's why the internet was bad. Oh god. Oh, oh that makes sense. Because I don't if have internet. We can meet up. If you just come to my work or like, when are you uh, when are you leaving the state? Like early next month. Come to my work on Saturday. Don't don't please, not that do you not drink though. Oh. Maybe we can meet up before I start work. That work Saturday. Are we organizers on the pot? What is fuck's happening? What's happening? Well, you know, this, this is going to come out post post whatever you're currently planning, so it's fine. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, come, yeah. come to my work on Saturday before oh, sweet start, work. start work at five forty-five. So come at for three o'clock. I'll see you when my brother's leaving. We'll get dinner. Actually, no, we won't because it's too early. We'll get coffee. Do you drink coffee? I don't know. <laughs> it's so dry. I have to. I have to go into it's Melbourne so... to drop my brother off. I'll see when that is. Yeah, I found this really funny TikTok. Okay, no, we are we are going to start wrapping up. up. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. Um, so right, this would have been so much fun. Okay, legit. Why didn't we do a drug podcast earlier? This would have been so much fun. There's a reason why. Oh, it's so much fun. There is a reason why. You'll listen back in a couple weeks and, and then, know why. And then be like, and be like, Josh, why didn't you cut okay, me out the, at all? <laughs> no, I, I haven't said anything super dumb, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Oh, good lord! Okay, I haven't said anything like. Okay, stop, stop now before we go. Oh, yeah. God. Oh God. Okay. God um, save us. So- socials. Um. 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 Bin. Yes. Yes. So you can find me at Bins in the Air on mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, if you want to, like, I don't know why you would want to work with me after listening to me drunk, but do want to work with me. You could email me at barkandbidmedia at gmail.com because that's my work email now. <laughs> the thing, if you want to make movies Bargain or... Bid media. Yeah. Um... So, okay. Uh, let me just explain the premise real quick. Um... I don't think you need to. It's literally... No, okay. So, the, so the, the mission statement is basically like, I want to try and make video content for musical music artists and, um, I mean, any type of artist, really, that wants to make video content. So, that's just... <sighs> 
if you are an artist in Melbourne, hit me up <laughs> and we'll talk something out. But yeah. Oh, and hold on. Also, be on the lookout on my Twitter because I'm probably going to be filming a short film soon. And it's probably going to, you know, be stuff there. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Anastasia? You can find me in places at Anastasia Mark. Nick? Um, with the stuff. Is Nick dead? Or... No, I'm here. Oh, I was just okay. letting Anastasia <laughs> go on. No, people can find me at Twitter and Instagram, at Nick Langroon. Uh, I've been through it many times. Twitter is Twitter. Instagram is mostly is, cat. Yes. If you want to come find me, uh, you can find me both on Twitter and Instagram as Abankvinoy. And then if you want to come follow the podcast, we are also on Twitter and Instagram as Gritmates Podcast. After all of this, I don't know why you would sub to us, but if you want to keep listening into the new year come sub to us also sub to um, our spoiler cast spoilers for days and our one-on-one interview series let's get deeper there might be content dropping soon um on both of those channels Kelly so. Tran looks so different okay so. well while Ben rambles on um you know sub to those this new stuff coming um for this season oh. four maybe maybe something different might happen we'll see um but apart from that thanks to you guys for listening and we'll see you in 2020 bye stay bye. fit bye <laughs> bye <laughs>